Everyone. Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gentlemen. I am one fourth of your co host, Tiffany Ian. I got Janae with me tonight. We have split the podcast today because um, the whole IWC don't went to hell. And in our little network home, we got We Love Wrestling. They wanted to record tonight. So Nicole and Alexis are over there. So I hope you guys go over there and listen to what they're talking about over there. They're going to talk about the same thing, but I think you'll get two different perspectives from me and Janae, and you'll get a different perspective from Trey, Nicole, and Alexis, and anybody else who is a part of the Midwest Melanin Mafia that is over there. All right. <clears throat> so what are we going to talk about? Bitch, <laughs> listen, everything was smooth. Yesterday, we had a game plan. We were going to come in here, and we were just going to talk about Tony Khan quietly releasing superstars because essentially that's what he was doing, and that's what he's going to continue to do, okay? But then this morning, matter of fact, late this afternoon, I happened to check my phone and all hell has broken loose because Cody and Brandy Rose have left AEW. Cody Rose contract was up in December. He's been working without a contract ever since then. And when they couldn't, I guess, come to a negotiation, he left. Pretty much. Now they're saying Cody might go back to the East. There are several, there are several outlets that are saying that they are hearing rumors that Cody Rhodes has been in talks with WWE for quite some time. Not like a super long time, but more like they knew about Cody not re-signing. They were aware and WWE also knew this morning that Cody was making his announcement that he was done with AEW. Now, they talk about the logistics of everything, okay? We're going to walk this back a few months. More like a month, okay? Because back in January, well, actually before January, Swole had her situation with Tony Khan, and it blew up the internet. And, of course, it was a massive attack on Swole, her integrity, and her ability to wrestle. We do have a podcast on that and you guys should definitely go listen to it. But some months later, Sheena comes out and says the exact same thing that Swole said, and no one says a word. Everyone pretty much glazes over it as if she didn't say anything. And they don't give Sheena the same disrespect that they gave Swole. They took Swole to the max with the disrespect calling her the N-word, bringing her child into the situation, talking about Cedric Alexander, and doing everything in their power to continue to dog her and put her down on the mat as if she was the problem. Well, now you got Sheena saying the same thing. I hear nothing. I see nothing. Everybody's just sitting there. No one's responding. Nobody's asking any questions. No one's saying anything. According to Sheeta, 
AEW brought the girls from Japan over there. The Joshi girls, I believe they called them. Brought the girls over there. They did not give them any guidance into how to acclimate themselves in the States. They didn't make sure that they um, helped them with housing. They didn't do anything. They 100% left them girls to their own devices. She just said, we didn't know how to do nothing. We couldn't speak the language. So there was a massive language barrier. We were left alone. I didn't see Tony Khan go after her and attack her and say that, you know, she wasn't a good enough wrestler and that I didn't resign. I don't want to resign her. He didn't say anything. He left it alone. Then you hear Tony Khan did his, um, did an interview. And he said, let me make sure I pull it up so I can get the quote right. He said, and I quote, when we started, a lot of people had contracts that were a couple of years long, and a lot of them were coming up. I have really tried hard to be very considerate of the people on the roster, especially going through the pandemic. That encompassed a long period of time where we still in our first year of television, we were still in our first year of television and into going into our second. I kept a lot of people under contract, even though I, it wasn't, I wasn't necessarily using them on television because I wanted them to still have work, which was hard to come by for wrestling during the pandemic where there weren't any independent shows. Really, only two places were running, and the other place was cutting people left and right. Now, with so many wrestlers coming in, I can't renew all the contracts. I've had to make some tough choices based on ability, fan responses, or both. I try to maintain the best roster I can for the company and the fans. Now, that's Tony Khan's word. That's what he said, okay? Came from his little thin lip mouth that sound like budget cuts to me do it sound like budget cuts to you Janae mm -hmm. I, I hear nothing where's the outrage where's the anger because I can tell you the difference between WWE and AEW when AEW's contract expired, that means the money stops. That means they get nothing. Now, while WWE gets <clears throat> really superstars and they're on a non-compete clause, they still get paid. They still get a check. Okay? Three months. If you're on the main roster, what is it? 30 days? If you were NXT, yeah, you still get paid. Child, you can't spin it so that it fits your narrative when you want it to. You have to tell the truth like it is. And the truth is, Tony Khan did the exact same thing WWE did. There's no difference. The only difference is he didn't announce the cuts. He just let y'all find out on your own. 
He let the contracts run out. And instead of them calling it a release, they calling it he's expiring their contracts. He's releasing talent. Meanwhile, he's still signing talent. We just saw Keith Lee debut. If it's about budget cuts and if it's about maintaining money and shit, why are you spending money still? (sighs) Then we come to the big old kahuna, okay? In the afternoon, Cody Rhodes announces and his wife, Brandy, announces that they are no longer working with AEW. They thank the fans. They appreciated them sticking by them. They're done. They are leaving. <laughs> it's in there with the boys. KJ's using Um. I have to remember where I was. Um, where was I? <laughs> Cody Rose and Brandy leaving AEW. They're gone. And now it's been heavily speculated that they're going back to WWE. They always do. So the question would have to be now is why? Why would Cody leave AEW, a place he started or he helped start? He helped brand it. He helped make it what it is. Why would he leave? Well, I give you one big reason. His father's name is tied up in WWE and there ain't shit he can do about it. Nothing. Everything that has his dad's name on it, he doesn't own it. His family don't own it. And WWE could do whatever they want to do with it. If he wants it, he got to buy it from him. Mm-hmm. So if Cody was smart, he go back so he can at least be a part of his father's legacy to building it and getting it where he wants it to be, even if it's just him being a part of the Dusty Classic or contributing to matches. He, The Rose name will live on through him because he's there. It never died, but you're talking about one of the most iconic wrestlers in WWE history and Dusty Rhodes' legacy and everything he touched and created is all owned by WWE. And Cody, nor his son, nor his brother Dustin can do anything about it. They don't have no affiliation with anything that Dusty Rhodes has created, put his name on, or anything in WWE because WWE owns So that could be a very big reason why he might go back. But then we talked to Nicole 
And shout out to Nicole because she's probably in the other podcast talking about it. <laughs> Nicole said Cody probably had a plan. And Cody's plan was to prove that he was big enough and could create and turn himself into a casual star to be able to compete on the level of WWE superstars. She said they proved that they can pull in outside fans and faces and they've proven that they have a draw that they can utilize for the fans and create a whole new system of fans for their for their, whatever company they're working for. She has a point to a certain extent. I mean, me personally, I won't say that <laughs> they've created they've added in casual fans. I won't I can say that from one of the ventures that Cody has done. The talent show that Cody hosts with Rosario Dawson and Snoop and um, a couple other people. Yeah, that in itself is more than likely where a lot of the casual fans come in at. Which works, you know? But if you're talking about her day reality show and shit. That's probably over and done with. I mean, they're not they're not renewing that reality show. That reality show is dead in the water. You know, so if you come about that, that's not the case. But I can understand where she's coming from and what she means when she says that they've been able to compound on their current talent. I mean, their current current fans and they're just able to move forward with allowing new fans and casual fans to follow them from their outside ventures with AEW. So the question now becomes what the fuck is going on? And why would Cody Rhodes up and leave a company that he helped build? You know? Like you have Hmm. So I can give you my two cents or three or a dollar. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, So part of it is money because ever since his contract had run out, he was in talks with, I believe, Tony Khan and some people for a bigger paycheck. Um. And obviously, they couldn't come to terms. So he worked on AAW as on a handshake deal until they could possibly figure out the terms of his new contract. And obviously, it was not what Cody wanted. It was probably not the amount that Cody wanted, which is saying a lot because he helped build that company. He was the EVP, team team title holder. And he still couldn't, he still couldn't get the amount that he was looking for. So that was probably uh, one of the reasons why. Me personally, this is just my hypothesis. I think when you come from something so structured as WWE, how they kind of micromanage you, and then you go to something like AEW where it's just kind of like 
a free for all, either you get with what they're doing or you're just kind of like, this isn't necessarily what I thought this was going to be. And I think with that also, I think him going to AEW, I think he realized very quickly that this isn't a very, this isn't micromanaged. You have to do some things on your own. And coming from WWE and going into AEW, you usually probably would fare well trying to get things done on your own because you've been in WWE kind of out of work. But when you see a lot of these indie stars, they probably don't. And he probably realized he would rather go back, he'd rather up his stock, up his portfolio, and head back to WWE. Because even though a lot of people say, oh, Louis Fed is bad, WWE is bad. Even for Cody Rose, when they, they put that man in a Stardust costume with makeup, and he said he hated it, he hated it, they still, he is still going back. So I think it's, it's a combination of money. I think it's a combination of, I think he kind of likes more of that structured atmosphere when it comes to uh, working for a company. And now this is all just hearsay. He hasn't signed with WWE yet. It's a lot of rumors going around how he could show up in Impact and whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's what, that's one of the reasons why he's going back. And it's also because of his father. There's so much he can do while being in WWE because of his father. And I think that's something like that is going to happen. Nicole talked about it, that maybe, you know, he will be coming on as a wrestler, but also probably doing some stuff backstage. Honestly, me personally, if he can be that wrestler, but also kind of take um, some initiative into kind of steer NXT still in their 2.0 way but kind of give it that you know dusty spin the Rhodes family spin on it it could be a good thing um so I mean it's a combination of everything but I think it's funny family legacy and the fact that I think he probably wants something more structured that's my three and a half cents not your three and a half. Mm-hmm. Child. I I mean, if it's if it's about money, then Tony Khan not as rich as everybody thinks he is. I mean, to play the devil's advocate, it could have been um he was probably asking for Chris Jericho money and maybe Tony Khan was like, no. Well, why not? I mean, I could see um me personally. I would probably have given that money more to Cody than I would Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, even though he's been wrestling for like 2 million years. He ain't um, got the longevity that Cody got. Yeah, he he doesn't have longevity as Cody, like Cody has. He doesn't have, to me, he doesn't have like the legacy in a sense that Cody has. And Chris Chris Jericho's is towards the end of his thing. And let's be real, he's going to go back too because he wants his Hall of Fame ring. I understand why they did it because when AEW was first starting, they needed a big name. And at that time, Cody was not as big of a name as Chris Jericho, Mr. Y2J or whatever. So I understand it. But I think with you being worth $9 billion, with you obviously bringing in a lot of wrestlers, whether it's on pay for TV appearance, just a regular contract, 
I feel like there you could have probably paid him that much. You didn't have to do a two-year contract or three. You could have been like, I'll give you a one-year contract. We'll take it from there. But whatever it is, obviously they couldn't come to an understanding. And excuse me, Cody is on his way out the door. And then Tony Khan probably sat down and wrote that very heartwarming thank you message while crying on his keyboard <laughs> as he slowly reminisced about all the good times they had drinking White Claws with QT Marshall coming up with matches for Dynamite. That's another one. Like, okay, and then plot twist, Dustin Rhodes isn't going back. He said, I'm not leaving. I love it here in AEW. I don't think I'm WWE gonna... would want him. I mean, what did he have to offer that he didn't already give? when he was there after the first two runs he had. And I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying as like in a wrestling capacity. I think he was to come back as like a producer or something like that. I think, especially for like the women, him and um, um, TJ, that I can understand, but I, but he wants to wrestle. And I think under a wrestling capacity, WWE is like, now nah, we good, bro. Now you're done. Yeah. yeah. To which I can understand. Yeah. But here's, here's the kicker for all of this, because it really don't take much to have this conversation. It is what it is. It's very simplistic, but it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out, because the, all the AEW marks will come after me. They will come after the podcast. They will call us marks and smarks and everything they could think of to make us feel like we were wrong in our assessment of AEW. Now, no one, I'm not saying that they're they're immediately going to fall, but I do think that AEW is on the verge of a massive shift. All companies go through it, and they're about to go through theirs. They're trimming down their roster slowly but surely, and when you get rid of somebody that's massive like Cody Rhodes, that does not lend to a lot of credibility for WW for AEW and their superstars. When I read the when I read the info about it, the articles were saying that a lot of the superstars were being led to believe that it was just fodder. Oh, don't worry about it. Cody's not going anywhere. He also said the same thing. Which I like, oh, it's not even that serious. Like, you know, we're just working everything out. We're negotiating it. Once it's negotiated, we'll be done. No worries. Yeah, they said that uh, a lot of the talent didn't uh, find out about it until like 10, 15 minutes before he posted that he was leaving. So like a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them thought it was a work. A lot of them thought they'll figure it out. And then 10, 15 minutes before he posted his goodbye little thing, that's when they all knew um, that he was leaving. So it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like, obviously, whatever AEW is doing no longer fits the goals that Cody Rose has for him and his family, which is fine. You change your goals, you know, you change how things are, which is a-okay but obviously it's not what's working for Cody 
And if Cody is willing to go back to this business, that it, let's be real, even he trashed, that tells you WWE can't be that bad. <laughs> now, we're not saying WWE is the greatest. It's not. Let's be real. It's far from great. They have, they have a lot of things they need to work on. Like, we trash WWE a lot. We really do. But if someone like Cody Rhodes, who's willing to go back, that tells you a lot. And I think with him going back to WWE, I think that's going to might set a precedent for a lot of other wrestlers in AEW that might start to think about WWE when their contracts is up with AEW. Because I've seen a lot of people go, oh, well, they all said they weren't going to leave AEW. So did Cody Rhodes. Lance Archer and Jade Cargill and MJF said they're AEW lifers. A lot, of, a lot of things can change within a couple of years. Your goals have changed. The company has changed. The people that you surround yourself with have, have changed or the new people that come in have changed. Things can change where it's like, this is not what I originally thought. Because remember, a lot of these people, they were saying this once they got in. They, it was in the height. It was in the moment. But once the honeymoon's over and everything settles down and the dust is cleared, you start to rethink a lot of things. So just because the Lance Archers, the Jade Cardgills, and the Hangman Adam Pages, and the MJFs, and like all these people are saying, no, I'm an AEW for lifer, things may change. And they may they may show up in WWE in one in some kind of capacity, one way or another. I'm still waiting on Miro's tell-all because I know he's sitting at home mad as hell. <laughs> Just waiting for them to call us or something. He's like, Baby, they, did it, they did it to me too. Shit. All the shit that you was talking about how great AEW is and how, and it, and you know what? I'm not even mad at them <clears throat> for doing what they're doing. I'm more upset at the fact that WWE is always the villain. And when another company does the same thing, no one has anything to say. Everyone is mom's the word. And then y'all want to come up with excuses as to why they're doing what they're doing. They want to come up with excuses. Oh, well, this is why I think they're doing it. No, 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 no. It ain't what you think. It, this is what it is. This is what it is. They're cutting talent because they have to. Their roster is overly bloated and they cannot justify the contracts that they are keeping to maintain them and keep their budget completely set. They're not going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. It's called business. And unfortunately, people are a part of the business. And if you do not understand that now, even if you watch wrestling or you, you want to be a part of it or whatever, your ass is always going to be sitting on the sidelines dreaming about stupid shit. That's how your ass get fired when you work for Walmart or Amazon. They look at the books and they see where they can trim. Most of the time, it's in employees. 
I need to get rid of about $500,000. I think I'm going to cut about 20,000 people in the warehouse. Who do you think that's going to be? You think that's going to be the robots? Girl, let me tell you. Girl, when I was on my break, we were a quick Walmart story. I was asking my manager. I was like, yo, when are we going to hire some new people? And she was like, oh, well, we're going to hire like five. She said, but I might hire like 10. She's like, because I'm about to start firing people. I said, ooh. And I, I was like, I'll start running through some names and she kept shaking her head. So I I know some people finna get fired. Oh shit. I know the names of people that's finna get fired. Damn. I'm just saying, you 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 sitting up in your house or you go to work every day and you know damn well that your job ain't safe. So I don't know how the fuck you would think for a second that anybody else who worked during the pandemic job would be safe. It's nurses and doctors who was getting fired during the pandemic and they needed them. And they still was firing people. Nobody's jobs is safe. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying you can right off understand it. Y'all talking about, well, WWE made a billion dollars. That's because they sold most of the assets that they had. It's not rocket science, but because everybody wants to choose to continue to paint the E as if it's the big bad wolf, when the other wolf you got standing there is sitting up there in sheep's clothing, y'all want to pretend like this shit is not happening, it's going to get worse. Unless Tony Khan is handing out NDAs like Skittles, once these contracts expire and they're free to go about their business, I guarantee you, you're going to hear some stories. And you guys are not gonna like it. Well, just saying, y'all gonna hear some stuff that's gonna cooperate with Big Twelve set. Y'all gonna hear some stuff that's gonna be cooperating with a lot of people said, including even some AEW stands that are not, you know, just I gotta like this because if they if they can't compete with WWE, like the sensible ones, you guys are going to hear stories. And you're going to be upset because it's not going to make AEW look any better than WWE. It's going to make them look like what they are, a business. So just, you know, prepare for that. Get your tissues ready. Okay. Get it all ready. And it's not even, it's it's not even that y'all, y'all should hate WW on um, BAW or anything because I feel like sometimes when we talk people misinterpret what we say no one is is judging you based off of what you like to watch if you like watching AEW be my guest um that has nothing to do with me but one thing I don't like is when you sitting up and you on your high horse because you feel like you watch AEW so it's somehow superior and it's like my nigga we all watching the same choreographed shit. Yep. Like, what 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 what, you, what what makes you special? Because you got CM Punk over there. What is CM Punk doing that I haven't already seen him do in the past when he was in WWE? Besides going oh, yeah. up against MJF, and I'm like, all of y'all that love this back and forth between MJF and CM Punk so much. 
it's really just punchlines about both of them. One of them hating WWE and the other one loving WWE. But the crazy part is when Miz and Edge is having their promos back and forth with Beth and Maurice, or when Edge was having his promo back and forth with Roman, oh, they they talking too much. We need to see fighting. I just want the balance. I just want fairness. I just want if you're gonna sit on one, then shit on the other the same. Don't be getting AEW all this leeway to fuck up. And then don't say nothing to them when they do and act as if they somehow is the is the saints of the world. Nah, fam. Nah. No, 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 no. Tell the truth and shame the devil, as my mama would say. Because that's that's not right. We all know AEW had a false, just like WWE had a false. But at the same time, y'all got to judge them on the same scale. You can't put one higher than the other one because you like the other one. So what if you like them? You have to tell the truth. And the truth is, Tony Khan is a businessman at the end of the day. A pretty shitty one, but he is a businessman. And the way, the only way you're going to succeed in this space is you have to have money to maintain your business. <clears throat> and if you're just paying out contracts because you're trying to keep people from being outdoors, you ain't keeping your business afloat. You putting money out there and you're just giving it away. Investors don't like that. Potential investors don't like that. And when people look at your numbers and your analytics for your television show and it's not translating into money, fans don't like it either. More specifically, the TV networks don't like it. And if they're not careful and they don't get their shit together within the next year or so, they're not going to be on TBS either. Don't fuck around and be on some subsidiary streaming service like Tubi TV or some shit. Oh, God. So the thing with me is I think when it comes to AEW and, you know, they're going to be, they're going to let, you know, wrestlers contracts run out. The difference is one, Tony Khan is just going to let the contracts run out. WWE, they're just giving you a a, a three-month advance notice that after three months you're not going to have a contract anymore so a lot of people don't realize how that with the 90-day clause the 90-day clause is basically saying we're giving you 90 days notice that after three months we're not going to use you anymore exactly and a lot of people don't realize what that is they think it means like oh you're done we're going to give you your three months worth of, because the thing, I think it was Sarah Logan. She had got her contract. It was like a 30, 90 day notice and her ass showed up when she was on her 90 days. But that's, that's just them saying, Hey, you have three months before, you know, your contract is up. To me, it's the same thing. And they're like, Oh, well, they're keeping you from wrestling and other companies. No, cause they're still fucking paying you. Because the whole point is they're giving you a heads up saying in three months, that's when your contract will be expiring. Meaning they are still on contract for those three months. So no, they cannot be at another company wrestling. 
Because WWE is still paying you. They're still paying you. So why would they continue to pay you to stay at home and wrestle somewhere else where if you were to get injured, they would probably more than likely, well, they wouldn't cover your expenses, but just in case, like, something could happen, they might have to cover your expenses, maybe. But that's the whole point. The 90-day clause is saying 90 days from now, this is when your contract will expire. So after those 90 days, you are free to roam about the country. Hey, Rihanna. Sorry, I keep muting because I got cereal in my mouth and I want to crunch on the mic. I thought I'd be just really disrespectful, but. But I'm going to wait and see um, what contracts expire. I think you guys are going to be not surprised. Be like, oh, I figured. And you guys are going to be surprised on which contracts will expire. Um, I think some contracts that are going to expire, Tony Khan's going to let them expire. And I think some contracts, the wrestler's going to want them to expire. And I'm just going to say, I think, you know, just to save ourselves trouble, you know. Um, so you guys, it, it's, this year's going to be pretty crazy. I just want the tea. Like, I want to know, is he handing out NDAs? Like, you can't talk bad about me after we leave? Or, like, you guys say, like, two nice things? I'm just waiting for the cheese, man. The tea. The drama. I'm waiting for all that. It's going to be a mess, and I'm here for it. But what makes me laugh is sitting up here knowing that I was motherfucking right, and I told people this shit was going to happen, and motherfuckers was at my neck tearing me up and the shit happened like I said it was gonna happen it just wasn't the person I thought was gonna do he wasn't the first one I assumed so I had that wrong but I told y'all that this shit was gonna happen I told you and he ain't the last it's about to be a bunch of people that's gonna leave and end up being in AE and being in WWE you're gonna see a lot of people that more than likely you never would have thought would have gone was going over there Andrade's going back. I don't care what anybody says. He's well, going back. Well, now, granted, they didn't do Andrade justice like they should have at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Baby. If Andrade done got his shit together and he know he won't, he make his demands, he can go back over to the, to the E and get what he want. I think Malachi Black will also go back sometime in the future, too. Um, I think Keith Lee will finish out his contract. I think he'll do some indie stuff. But then in a couple of years, I think he will also be back. Um, I think Mox will go back for like, because me and Nicole were talking about it, Mox will probably go back for like a last hurrah, hurrah, like one more hurrah. Um, obviously, Chris Jericho is going to go back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if because <clears throat> everybody knows Jeff Hardy's going to AEW. That's not a secret. I think for their last hurrah, hurrah, I think they will try to go back, but I think they only would want Jeff to be like, Matt, you can keep your ass where you at. Um, I see oh, yeah. NJF jumping. Yeah, I see NJF jumping. Um, 
I think if they make a really decent, good play, I think Wardlow would jump over as well. Really? Uh, I think so, yeah. Because the thing is, so WWE right now, they do have their eyes on Wardlow. They really do. But you obviously, be- can't, they can't do anything because it's contract tampering. Like right now, they also have their eyes on Jade Cargill. So once their contracts are starting to come up, or whatever the case, they they will probably make a play for them. Now, whether they jump over, depending on when their contracts are up, that's going to be entirely up to them. But they are looking at Wardlow and Jade Cargill. Sometimes when it comes to WWE, I realize when they turn down certain wrestlers and their other wrestlers go somewhere else, sometimes it takes for that wrestler to up their stock for WWE to realize Oh yeah, we. I guess we do want you. So I don't know when their contracts are up. I haven't like perused yet. So it could their contracts may not be up till like two thousand twenty four, two thousand twenty five. <clears throat> so, um, but they do have their eyes on on both of them. Um, Daniel Bryan saying he's obviously going back. That's a no brainer. I don't think he's going back. I think he's gonna. I think he'll go back as in like a backstage capacity. I think once he's like finished done wrestling, I think he get that ring. Yeah, I think he'd go back as like a producer, um, or something like that. Obviously, Adam Cole. He's Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Both of them, I think, will go back after some time. I don't know about Bobby Fish. I'm not quite sure. I don't know if they would want him back. To be honest. I um, would bring fish. Yeah. There's no shade to fish, but he's extremely injury prone. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I think obviously there's not going to be a bunch of people. Like it's not going to be an AEW thing where they're going to start signing a bunch of people. I think it's going to be they'll sign some people, then you'll still, you'll see some people be released, and then they'll sign some people coming over. So I think it'll be one of those kind of things. Um, but I mean, it's business. You go what is best for you and your family and for your character and for your creativity. And if that's WWE, then that's WWE. If it's AEW, then it's AEW. I don't think AEW is ever going to go out of business. I do think if they continue on the route they're going, um, they will slowly start to downgrade to like an impact or an NWA kind of deal kind of thing. I think Tony Khan though with his billionaire dollar I think he'll be able to keep them maybe on a lesser TV channel but Mm. if they don't if they just continue to run it like a huge televised grandiosity indie show I give them three years before they're probably on the same page as like impact. That's fucking rough. And fucked up. But some real shit. Like, you can't even be mad at that because that's just real shit. WWE was in grave danger, too. They not out the woods. I don't care how many deals they make or how much money they gain. They are not out the woods from possibly 
being on the same level of where WCW was, if they don't get their shit together and really make these revamps work in their favor, they're going to lose more than just a bunch of fans. What you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So the thing with WWE, though, is they need to learn how to not be so just like, I almost know what I'm looking for. Like to slow down and when you're like thinking of concepts or thinking of new shows, actually slow down, put some forethought into it before just throwing it out there. They sometimes rush things too much and it doesn't give the fans time to adjust or it's not just what it's not it's not thought out. And that goes for like how they plan their shows too. Like if you just sat down actually thought about it instead of like trying to make the show like the day of the show everything like certain things will be fine i think they 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 rush into things when they have these investors calls and they get these questions about ratings and building new stars it's like they panic and they start just like throwing things out to see what sticks and it's just it's very chaotic on the other hand with AEW, they're not doing anything really when because people say they're building new stars but when you actually look at it I could say in the very beginning, they were kind of doing that, but now it's just one-off matches with these dream matches with these dream opponents. And to me, that's not, you're not really building any stars. You're just, you're just having really good matches. Which but is usually the case. Yeah, right? when, you're, when you don't have any storylines and you're having these one-off matches with your champions or just with like your wrestlers, you're basically blowing through your roster and they have a big roster but you're already like starting to blow through your roster. And that's when you're going to run into problems because AEW is trying to do things that is trying to be the opposite of WWE. They're not trying to run back the same matches, but we can already start to see if they're going to have to start running back the same matches because you're not really building any stars for storylines. You're just doing, you're building things just for that one match. Like you will build a quick, mini story for that match and then once that match is over you move on to the next wrestler and some and you need to find that middle ground so like with wwe sometimes they overdo matches where it's like they didn't wrestle like five times already and you like, do i need to watch them now on the pay-per-view yeah and then like and that's the thing that kind of ruins it so it's like they'll wrestle four times and then they'll have a pay-per-view match you're like what more can you do that's going to keep me interested on this pay-per-view match? Because y'all don't already wrestled like five times in a row on Raw. I didn't see y'all wrestle for like over a month. But when you go to the AEW side, it's just like... One well, match is cool, done. Yeah, yeah, this is a cool pay-per-view match, but I really wish you would flesh out the story more because I think it would be cool. And then you move on to the next person, and then you move on to the next person, and they're just like, I really wish there was a storyline in there somewhere. Like, where uh, they, they just... Well, they don't do enough. Like WWE does too much. AEW doesn't do enough. We, I mean, like I, I can't stay in here for long. Um, I just wanted to come and jump in. We just got done recording with our friend Terry from We Love Wrestling. Go check him out. Um, we are actually talking about the whole Cody Brady AEW situation. Uh, so go check out We Love Wrestling on YouTube. Terry, their cheap pop. Um, he called me family, so that's kind of making me a little teary-eyed right now. So excuse <laughs> me on that. Uh, I'm okay. <clears throat> um, 
all I, all I really will say, because I don't know what you guys have talked about so far, but um, I do agree. This was an issue that we that I personally have had with AEW for a while. And I know that we've talked about it on the show and a lot of us, um, a lot of the people who we've talked to since all this has happened, they were saying the same thing um, was that there was no storyline. Um, as soon as there seemed to be a storyline that was picking up speed or someone was going to get a certain push, that push was like forgotten or they hit the brakes on the, on the feud or whatever. Um, both Swole and Sheeta. Have you guys talked, are we talking about Sheeta right now? Yeah, we did talk about them. Um, I just, I'm just going to add this. Uh, where was all the, the stuff that Swole got? Where was it when it was when it was Sheeta coming out and saying basically the same thing that Swole was saying? I didn't see anything like that on Twitter. Did y'all? Nope. Hmm. Still so. quiet. So that's all what the white girl's gonna say on that. Um, <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, though, like, because I, I remember showing you the Sheeta thing, and I was like, "Look at this! Look at this!" And Cody, uh, Swole, and Sheeta, everything that they said—that there's no structure going on back there, and you can't have—you can't have a promotion you can't have any kind of business that does not have a certain kind of structure to it um i so say this with terry maybe you know when the fans finally started turning on cody he maybe realized like oh i fucked this up maybe like some realization i like to think maybe some realization kind of hit him hard um but I mean, you. I mean, we were saying people were getting getting ready to leave AEW because yeah. the reports reports were coming out that Tony Khan doesn't renew contracts; he just lets them expire. He doesn't let anyone go; he just lets the contract expire. So, you know, if your last match was April of last year and your contract runs out August of this year, he ain't letting you go. So, you know, uh, I think Miro's going to be one of the ones on the chopping block. Janae just he, that shit. He, he's, he's, he's not repeating anything y'all have said already. Um, Janae just, she literally just said that shit. I, I really, because, I mean, he came out saying what he was doing was the best thing ever. And I was like, dude, it's the same thing you were doing in WWE. And now That's- you're sitting, and now you're sitting at home. They're not calling you. And they're probably going to let your contract run out. Either and, that, or they're going to re-sign him and have him do a one-off with uh, Hangman Adam Page for title, and then he's going to disappear again. Exactly. Do a um, what? What? A one-off, a one-off with Hangman Adam Page? Like a one-off for the title? So just to get him on TV? And then he's probably going to do some vignettes and then disappear again? Right, because they're not even doing his vignettes anymore. I would not even do that. That's a waste of fucking time. Well, think about this. Um, I said this with Terry and Nicole. If they don't have it where they keep one of their big guys, because I don't, I mean, I don't know how wrestling HR or payroll works, but I do know that, yes, you do love the sport, but you do want to get paid for what you do, right? right? 
if you're good at something, never do it for free. So, um, unless you're a struggling wrestler, sometimes you have to end up doing it for free, but that's another whole other story. If you can't, oh, sorry, how's the word? it's okay. Um, if you can't pay one of your top guys the amount of money that he wants or come to a negotiation with a number that you can agree on, you can't, you can't do that for one of your top guys. What's that giving toward, uh, the Orange Cassidy's, their private parties, the best friends. Who's another guy? Sammy Guevara, MJF. It don't inspire a lot of uh, high company morale, I can tell you that. And they talk. You know they talk. I mean, they. I would have loved to have been in some AEW group chats today just to hear, like, seeing all that crap going on. You hmm. know, what, what are they going to do with... Uh, women's side Britt baker you got jade cardgill you got chris statlander i can't really uh what's another any other women they use that are really big i mean i don't like them but i'm just going to use them because they're there ty conti ali penelope ford they're just people like that are seeing like wait they can't afford their top guy so they are they expecting us not to to pay us what we're worth Because, I mean, like, if I was traveling, granted, they only do it one day a week. But if I'm on the road with you and I'm employed by you, I'm not going to take a fucking pay cut. Especially if I'm already struggling to be seen on TV. I have to agree. Like, make it make sense. None of it makes sense. Um, I don't. I'm just going to say this and then I got to bounce because I got to study for my test tomorrow. Um, This is either going to be, we're either going to start seeing the crumbling of AEW, which I don't want. I mean, like, I'm not a total horrible person. Like, do I want this to blow up in certain people's faces? Yes, Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But then at the same time, it's like, the people who we watch dark for the Kip Sabians, the Penelope Fords, the Orange Cassidy's, all those guys, they're not going to be seen on TV again. Cause I mean, everyone's like, they'll get picked up by WWE, but it's like same thing we've been saying about AEW. Not everybody from AEW is going to get picked up or needs to get picked up by WWE. Cause it's just going to be the same problem that AEW had. The difference between the AEW, the WWE of the past and the WWE now is that there's a new regime at the helm and they're not just picking up anybody. No. So that I don't really have an issue with because they are being more strategic about how many people they keep on that roster and how well they keep that roster stacked. They don't want to overload themselves like they were before you got talent you can't use it you got talent in the back um that you're not using and they're being paid they don't want to go through that again they already got enough people on the roster they're not using now and i'm sorry but like i said i'd rather they let the people go than to hold on to them and they not using them and they gotta pay them right it's it's unnecessary let them people go where they want to go I completely understand. I agree with you. And it's, but it's just more harm than good. And I, I mean, I'm still in shock. Hold on. Is my cat stuck in here? Where'd she go? 
Like, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I know. Well, why'd you go in there in the first place, you stupid bitch? Um, because I talk to my cat like that. I talk to my cat like that in Macho Man. It's kind of weird. Anyway, um, I just I I couldn't get anything done today because of this damn news. Like, right? Fu- like, fuck studying, man. I gotta keep on this shit because I need to know, like, you know, the person of me is like. I don't like the drama, but at the same time, you're kind of leaning over, trying to make sure you're seeing everything that's going on. Nah, Cody uh, and Brandy, y'all could have told, y'all could have said this shit yesterday. You could have but I was very productive. I took a nap. I played some games. Be quiet, I can't watch. You know, I I'm going back on mute. The disrespect. Ah, girl! <laughs> disrespect these nuts, okay? <laughs> no, I'm I, I, I'm either, I don't know if y'all have mentioned this, so sorry if I'm repeating anything. Um, AEW is either, we're starting to see it crumble or they're about to, or somebody, which I've said, finally got a hold of Tony or whoever, especially after Tony's been showing his ass lately. Someone who probably wasn't even part of the wrestling world, more of like a business standpoint, probably pulled him off to the side and he's like, you need to get your shit together. Because maybe it was his dad. Maybe his dad listened to the podcast we did on him. I don't know. <laughs> he damn sure wasn't happy about what he heard. <laughs> well, shave your mustache, good sir. You're too old to be wearing something like that. Um, <laughs> but maybe someone got with Tony and they're just like, look, you got you got fixed this shit. Like, what are, what, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? These aren't your action figures from when you were a kid. They need a rebranding. And they just, a lot of those guys, they could let Jericho go. I mean, he's not really doing anything. They could let Matt Hardy go. But Matt Hardy's really hoping for a Hardy Boy reunion in AEW. And I'm going to be honest, as a hardcore Hardy Boys fan, if I saw them do that, I really think that would sully everything that they've done in their whole careers. They're going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff going to AEW, is, it's 100% happening. Yeah, and, it, and then, then I'm done. Then, like, you got Matt out here who can hardly fucking wrestle enough as it is, and Jeff's being basically held together by, like, duct tape and glue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he, there, there's no reason why the Hardy Boys will need to be doing a run in AEW when you have plenty of tag champs back there. Like, is Jurassic Express still tag champs? I don't know. I, I, I feel bad. But apparently, whoever the, um, the Lucha Brothers or oh, wait, no, Jurassic, no, Jurassic Express did win the tag titles. I just oh, yeah, they so did. they're the champions now. Yes. And guess what? They're hardly being seen. But I'm like, but you're giving time to Jericho to come out there and just do like a 20 minute promo. And then you're having Matt Hardy come out here and wrestle matches. I'm like, there's a lot of fat that could be cut. Because right now, I'm, I'm, I bet you, I'm not saying, because like, I'm not trying to go back on what I said about Cody. I think now that Cody left, I think it's like the warning lights are starting to go off in people's head. Like they were willing to let one of the big guys of our company walk away how are they going to treat us when the time comes 
And you know, you know, Cody's going to talk. He will burn, he will single handedly burn down AEW. I don't think he'll he'll do it to where he's like burning it down. I think he'll just talk about it. If anything, I think he'll have that conversation with Nick Khan and Vince in private. But I think once it comes to podcasts, I don't think he's going to like just, just basically gut them. I don't think he'll do that. He better not be no snitch in private. <laughs> don't be no snitch in private, Cody. Come on, come on, Holander. Don't be a snitch. But <laughs> like, as a good I mean, business person, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't burn your bridges. That's how I always. It doesn't matter if you left AEW. You never want to burn your bridges. So, would I be giving all the tea in private? Oh yeah, all of the tea, all of the tea in the world, my friend. But well, you damn near burned the bridge with WWE if you want to know the fucking truth. So. Um, yeah, but they're they're gonna sign him and bring him back though, because if you and, realize um, after a while he stopped talking mess about WWE. Yeah, I know it's like right after his daughter was born, he didn't really talk about WWE that much. And I think it's like, what is it like? I looked up, I looked up the saying because I've heard it before, and it's like, if uh, what is it? A mom has a daughter because she needs to. Oh, what is it? It's like a mom has a daughter because she needs someone. She needs someone to love, and a dad has a daughter because he needs. It's his time to realize he needs to grow up, or something like that. It was some. Okay. Old, it was some old saying. I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe, and I, I've known we made fun of this baby's name, but we never made fun of this baby. I never made fun of her name. Y'all did. <laughs> I, 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 me. I'll stand by I made fun of the kid I, look I got no I know I was making fun of that kid's name but I got no leg to stand on when it comes to my kid okay I really I, when it comes to naming my kid I have no room for it okay so like um maybe once he Liberty was born he kind of realized he's like you know what I need to grow up a little bit because if I'm gonna make this the, something I do till I really hang up the boots maybe I need to fix shit. Maybe I need to realize what's like, what could be a top priority. And it's not just him and Brandy anymore. Like they have, I mean, yeah, they make good money, but they got another mouth to feed. And if I she mean, goes, that was the reason why Kevin and Sammy stayed. They got kids. I mean, like, does Sammy have kids? Um, or is it just him know. and his wife? Let me look that up. But Kevin's got kids. Kevin's got kids and you know Kevin can't be wrestling for much longer. Kevin said it was what's best for him and his family. Oh, he does have a kid. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's he's Sammy's 37. Mm-hmm. Ain't no fucking way. He he still looks like a baby. Not with that Fidel Castro look he's been sporting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, how old's Kevin? But like, Kevin's got a family. A lot of those people, you know, they read, because they're like, oh, why did they read something? Because they got mouse to feed at home at the end of the and day. And they ain't they, 20 years old no more. Like, No. Like, Kevin is 37. Sammy's 37. AJ, I mean, everyone's thinking AJ Styles. And I'm like, how old is AJ? AJ is... Everybody being in his 40s? AJ is 44 years old damn near mid 40s so he's got five he's got basically five more good years in it because i don't think age again a man who i give a lot of shit to i don't think aj styles is going to be one of those guys who are going to be wrestling past his prime like he could still go i will give him i will give him 
Hannah Montana's dad that much credit, <laughs> but like, he's not going to be wanting to do this forever. He, he's been doing, he's got kids, so he knows exactly what he's doing. Like, you know, Brandy Orton's got one. He's got, how many kids does Randy have? Shit. Four. Three, uh, four? Three, four? I don't know. <laughs> you know, Randy's 41. I mean, all these guys are getting up there. They're doing it for the right thing. So who knows? But like, I don't know. It's a hot mess. I wish they did this shit yesterday so I could have focused on school a little bit more today. Right? Because I had a plan for work today. And yeah, you know, I was going off every two seconds was not helping. I just remember when you finally got on Instagram, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I kept getting called. Like, I'm getting, I got six messages waiting in the queue. Then, oh, he hit his head. And then, then I got. <laughs> another message that was in the request it was like three of them sitting in the request all the messages outside of y'all and the group chat was cody rose and brandy gone cody rose and brandy gone tiffany did you see this i can't wait to see what you're gonna say what you want me to say other than they left (laughs) what did you think i was gonna say like i went and i posted all the information in our little podcast group chat and took a nap and I played some games and she did on my damn nerves because she do that all the time. She do all the time. They mm. just just drop a whole fucking shit bomb in the middle of the chat. Hey, I do. Janae, indeed. why went Janae, I thought we had this thing where if I went back to school, you were gonna go back to school too with me. Isn't that what we agreed on? Not you calling me out on a wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'm well, feeling feisty tonight. Let's go, ma'am. This is a ma'am. ma'am. First of all, ma'am, I've been looking up the Google. The Google. Not the Google. I've been looking up the Googles. And Let's unfortunately, go. after doing some research with the Googles, the certifications are, they're fine to get, but you really want to get the A-plus certifications. Like, it'll help you as far as, like, once you get your other certifications and the eight plus certifications are very expensive. So then I said, I'm just going to go to my local community college. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, those classes, we don't carry them. But if Mm. you want to be a nurse and jab a bunch of people with some needles, by all means, sign away. Well, I mean, you don't, you can't take, uh, I'll I'll talk to you later about it. (laughs) I mean, I can I could probably do online class. Like, I know my job, Walmart. All right, I said I work at Walmart. Fuck y'all. Um, we have this better you thing where we can, like, take school for, like, a dollar a day. So I was, like, looking up to see if they had something similar. But all the classes you can take, you ha- it, has to, it benefits Walmart. And I'm not trying to work at Walmart for the rest of my life. You know, that's what McDonald's does, the same thing, To I had a friend of mine who used to work there. And she was looking into, like, there's stuff for school but it's only like business management and shit like that mm-hmm. pretty much like you're going to be a lifer here she's like i'm not doing this no you can't make me i don't that's i don't know you <laughs> but anyway no it's it's just like look i'm happy for whatever ends up for brandy and cody because it seemed like you know this was a decision that they both made um together it's not like cody just calling the shots for each one of them um so I think it's just, I think it's so funny that people think Cody is coming for Triple H's job. What? Yeah, there's things, and we've talked, we talked about this um, 
in one of the group chats where, um, cause you know, Hunter's kind of being demoted slowly, but surely, cause it's been proven in the past, Hunter exactly doesn't know how to do business deals. Yeah, but I wouldn't put Cody in that position cause neither do he. Well, he knows a little bit. He knows like a little what? bit more. Uh, he knows how to negotiate deals more with indie wrestlers. He knows how to deal with them. In what capacity? Business, knowing how to get money, talent. But doesn't Triple H, Triple H booked the best talent the indies had. Yeah, but then look what happened. He turned it into his own pro wrestling gorilla and look where we're at now. Look, I'm just telling <laughs> The way you what- that is being said is like, you're saying it like they both know how to pick talent, but only one. The way I see it is both of them know how to pick the talent, but you're talking about catering to two separate audiences. Girl, so I, I don't, don't know. I'm just, I'm I, just telling I, you what I'm seeing on Twitter. I don't agree with that. I disagree. I don't think Triple H planned for things to go the way that it went. Can he do deals on a global scale? That depends. I don't think Triple H has the foresight to understand what the magnitude of certain deals means. I think in terms of the Saudi deal, the judgment on Triple H is always based off of the Saudi deal, but that is a judgment of its own. When you look at NXT as a whole, before the pandemic, was it drowning in terms of ratings? Yes. That is true. It was not doing well in the ratings, but that is because it had been the same for since its inception. It hadn't changed. It's been black and gold. It was bringing in ready-made stars from the indie scene. They weren't being built. Now, one thing I will say Cody was capable of doing, but that was also in conjunction with the rest of AEW staff backstage is they understood how to bring the indie kids in and slowly progress them into mainstream wrestling. But they still have it because AEW is a glorified indie show. So that's why I'm that's why I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. And and that's why I just, like I said, that's just what I've heard on We Twitter. also have to Twitter's... take into the fact that before NXT went to the USA Network, they were, it was ran very differently. Once they got on the USA Network, they kind of had to tailor make it to fit being on TV. I don't think they, they had to. I think that's just what they did. Um, personally, well, when you watch it on, on the network, when you watched it, it was a very high produced, edgy version of the main roster. It was bare bones at its best, but it was at impeccable quality. They could have left it the way that it was and still mm-hmm. put it on the network. They did not have to change anything. They chose to do these. Now, I'm sure the network was like, we need you to do this, 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 and this. And I would have been like, the reason why our show is successful on the network is because of the way that it is. I'd have been like, if you want my show to come on on this Tuesday slot, then you're going to have to trust me. Give me a year. If my ratings dip down after a year, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But for now, let me run it the way that it is. And then we'll see if you're right or if I'm right. 
the rate the network won't have no choice but to try it what are they gonna lose they ain't gonna lose no views they're gaining a year's worth of views but i don't think i think it, it was like the combination of the network and maybe not triple h but someone higher was like we need to like change it up a little bit because we're gonna be on tv now i agree they would have left nxt the way it was before it was on the network it would have been totally fine because nxt before it was on the network was amazing i'm not saying nxt now isn't but it's definitely not what it used to be i feel like we saw a, a variety of things and then once it got to the network we started seeing the same people like i didn't need to see champa and gargano seven i, I didn't i didn't need to see that well, that's a that's a perfectly good example but I mean, mm-hmm. that, but that in itself, but nobody complained about it until it got down to this is the 15th time that they wrestled each other. Because I remember when they got to the network and they started and they, they went back to Champa and Gargano and they were like, nobody was complaining. Everybody was like, it's an epic battle. These are two of the best superstars on the roster. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you they had it. a better battle the first time around. I don't need to see it for the seventeenth time. You know, it is what it is. Because um, you only you only need three matches. Well, someone wins one match, another person wins the other match, and then you have the rubber match. That's all you need. Because anything past three matches, people lose interest in. I but just I just felt like you. You switched up the tempo when you got to the main roster. I mean, when you got to USA Network, and then you you didn't even consider that you were gonna have to start building new people on your show to keep it going. You never let them in, and it was just like I still say the problem started when the Sinister Six came up. That is when. WWE was just like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Who was part of that again? I can't remember. Lacey Evans was a part of the Sinister Six. You had um, Otis. You had um, Tucker. Uh, Who else was brought up in that six set? It was a bunch of people that aren't on the roster now, with the exception of Otis and Lacey. They're the only two that's left. Hmm. Lars Sullivan was one of them. Yikes. It's just, it's not that, and I I don't want to make it seem like Triple H is not good at his job because he is. I think Triple H is very good at his job, but I don't think he understands the current regime of, of the world specifically. So like, I'm just gonna I can't wait to see the shit show that's about to go down I mean the shit tornado started today so I cannot just wait to see how it's gonna end look and, I don't think that I don't think that Triple H is a terrible businessman I do think that he's had a bad couple of deals and he hasn't had a lot of foresight with those deals um but I don't think Cody Rhodes I think they are two sides of the same coin I think what Cody understands is the current generation. And I think that's what makes probably makes him a little bit more appealing. But I don't think it would be smart to put Cody in the position that Triple H was in. That's not smart. Because we all know that while Cody might understand the indies and he knows the stars, 
He also is egotistical and he's only going to be looking out for Cuffy. And if you don't believe that, you a motherfucking fool. Because we saw what he did in AEW. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to do that in WWE because he's going to have restrictions on him. What I'm saying is you can't put a man like that in a position like where Triple H was and not have no chains on him. You are going to have to collar that dog, him and his wife, because they're going to do what's best for the roles. They're not going to do what's best for the E. Simple as that. On that note, I gotta go study. So I'll catch you guys next week. Until then, I'll see y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Other than that, I think we done gave y'all enough content for the night. Because I'm probably going to have to go live and talk about this again. Uh, I was going to join the live, but I just feel like it's going to be a bunch of bullshit going on in there. I don't have oh, goodness. I don't have the brain capacity for it. Not the brain capacity. <laughs> There's going to be so many questions. Tim. Do you think Cody's going to WWE? Tiff, do you think Cody's going to go to NXT? Tiff, do you think Brandy's going to be women's champion? Tiff, do you think Cody's no. going to go by <laughs> Tiff, do you think Cody's going to fight Cody Rhodes? Tiff, do you think Cody likes waffles? Like, it's just going to be... Do I think Cody likes waffles? Don't get me wrong. Like, I love our peoples, but sometimes they'd be asking questions, and I'm just like, how long did it take you to think of that? You thought you were doing something good, huh? I mean, I understand they get excited and they want to ask questions, but I don't have enough time to completely elaborate before somebody asks another question. You need a moderator. If I could just moderate, no, never mind. If I was moderating, I'd be kicking everybody up the love. I could if I was on StreamYard. You could be my moderator on there. You wouldn't have nobody in there because I'd be booting people left and right. <laughs> That was a stupid question. Get out. I can't. Oh, my God. Ugh. All right, peoples, you've had enough from us. I'm tired of talking to y'all. <laughs> Make sure you follow us at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast. Also, if you haven't heard, you can go and listen to the Valentine's Day special episode. It's the first installment to the rivalry series that I started on our podcast. I'm going to try to do it twice a month. And the next episode is going to be Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. So make sure you guys go and listen to the previous episode of the podcast. And then, of course, you're listening to this one. And don't forget that we always have the real sessions at least once or twice a month. And we make sure we post an episode every week. So on that note, we got to go. Bye. Bitches.